Thank you for listening to the program. The man born blind is a miracle that the Lord uh, did in uh, John chapter 9, the man born blind. He healed many blind people, uh, possibly hundreds or dozens, hundreds, I don't know. It, it You look at it, there was a place here It said... Uh, when the Pharisees, they said, the people said, uh, when Christ comes, will he do more miracles than these which this man has done? And the Pharisees, when they heard that, the murmured uh, people murmured those such things, they sent the soldiers to arrest him. And and I just noticed there is saying, the people are saying, he's done, who could do more miracles than he has done? That's why he'd say he'd go to to a village and they'd bring all the sick people out, all of them, no matter what was wrong, and he'd heal every one of them. And that happened day after day after day around the country, the nation. He went to all these places, and even the 70 and the 12 did that on his behalf with the authority and power that he gave them. So I don't know. It's just they were so much against him, those that were, and that's all that's behind here again, them trying to catch him doing something wrong and or saying something wrong or doing something on the Sabbath day, even a good thing on the Sabbath day, and they called it working. So he said to them, I, it's hard to let this go over here, you are from below, I am from above. You could think that means heaven and earth, but he said, you are of this world, and that's mankind. God shall love the world. You are of this world. You are of mankind. I am not of this world. I am not mankind. He was the creator, not the creature. That That's simply what he's saying. And over here, they once again took up stones to cast at him. He hid himself and went out of the temple going right through the midst of them. So he, I don't know, he could have withheld their eyes like it says he did at one time with people. Or he could have appeared in another form or disappeared for that matter. I don't know. But the point is, he went right through those that had stones ready to cast at him. And so passed right by. So the men, I don't know what they saw. His men following him. You know they were there. There were quite a few people right around him all the time. And and so he, all there he is. He went, went out and where'd he go? I don't know. And there he is going out of the temple. So as he went out of the temple, and then as he was going down the street, as he was passing by, he saw a man blind from birth. The Lord saw him. And he would, I guess, stop, looked at him, and his disciples looked at him. They would have known that he was born blind. Probably anyone would have known. He was uh, the classic beggar, uh, the alms. That's the meaning of that word. Basically, is uh, to give money to the poor is to those that cannot work totally cannot work and would die of starvation if somebody didn't help them. That's that kind of thing. But anyway, he was there, and and uh, they knew it, and that, but they asked him about it. I guess they perceived maybe he was going to heal them, but, but it, anyway, they said, who sinned, this man uh, or his parents, that he was born blind? 
And that in itself is a subject that would be very interesting. Why they would even say that over here after in the account of it, uh, the Pharisees told the blind man, you were altogether born in sin. And the Lord did say uh, to uh, the man at the pool, at, he found him at the temple, and he said, sin no more, lest a worse thing come upon you. So sin in and of itself is the reason. Go back to the very beginning, the garden. The reason that there's any deformity or unclean thought or anything of the kind, it is sin. But the Lord's telling them it's it's not who did that, him or his parents or how much or what. They were really saying he's born blind. It, it must have been really bad. You know, like the Pharisees said, you're all together. How, how do you even have a right to speak to us hardly? And there was, I'm sure they extremely looked at things like that. But it, it was true to, and, and it is true. So really you could rephrase the the whole thing and say and people do say to god why do you allow so much suffering and everything what caused all this and and uh, sin and, and would be an answer but still well you could have prevented that why'd you have to put the fruit up there you could have done this different you could have just made us like you like christ that i believe goes back to lucifer when it all started that's the devilish nature the satanic nature that he called peter that is because it's a deception to think a delusion to think that god could make us like him he can make us a little god but he has no beginning he is i am eternal existence Eternity goes both ways, and that's who he is. That's what his name means. He cannot make a creature that would have no beginning. You see what I'm saying? But he did it the way it has been done and is being done, and that is the only way it can be done, and that's how it started in the garden was the fruit wasn't up there just as an arbitrary thing to see what happened and just as a joke. That's what Satan was saying. Oh, he doesn't mean that. It wouldn't kill you. And actually, he just don't want you to know what he knows. And that, that sets the stage for a whole lot of, all of human nature is, is on display right there. But right here, they're asking him, and he's saying, I'm not going to worry about trying to explain that. That's because he didn't. He just said, look, it's not that. It's, and it's, it, he's not saying it's not sin, but, but I, I've heard the sermons where he says, This man hadn't sinned, nor his parents, but that the works of God should be shown in him. And they put it simply like, This man was born blind for no other reason, uh, for one reason. And that's so Christ could come by on that afternoon at that time and heal him. Well, I understand what they mean. I must work through the works of him that sent me while it is day. And the works he did showed who he was. They were signs. But what about all the people that, a lot of blind people that didn't ever even meet him or, or have the opportunity to be healed or maybe didn't believe or in other parts of the world? Many, many blind people. Why were they uh, many of them born blind. Why was that? See, I, I don't agree necessarily with that that's the only reason. The Lord knew this man, yeah, and he knew he would go by there and heal him before he ever created the man. And it says, there is a verse in the Old Testament that says, 
He's talking to Moses when Moses said, I can't talk right and, and, and send me Aaron or, or somebody to help me out. And the Lord did, but he was angry with Moses. And he said, who made man's mouth? Who made the ear? Who made the deaf ear, the blind eye? Meaning... All of it is made by God, and it was perfect in the beginning, Adam and Eve. But sin came in, and everything went bad. I don't believe it means that God makes some person not here, and some people born that way, some not, and then in their lives, he decides when they become blind. It's like the Lord said, sin no more. So it does have everything to do with sin, but the Lord's not trying to address that here. I believe here's what he's saying is that I have the light of the world. That's what he says here. And that's what he's talking about. And I, I guess to get right to the answer, over here in uh, John chapter 17, he said, I have glorified thee my, to, to the Father on the earth. I have finished the work that you gave me to do. Now glorify me with you. And he prayed for his own. That And then over here about the... The good shepherd, I die to give my life, to bring life to you, to live in you, to make the way that I can live in you. He was made sin, and because he didn't sin, he died under the law as a sinner, and that overturned and neutralized, as it were, the power of the law. But it gave him the keys of, uh, of that, which he is the lawgiver anyway, and... It made everything anyway. It's way too much for me to understand. But here, what he's saying is, I came to do the work. So this man, I don't believe any more than anyone else. What about all the people he healed and miracles? Were they that way simply because the widow's son died only so the Lord could raise him from the dead? No, I, I just don't see it that way. I see that the Lord's saying, the works that I do, if there were no deformities or blindness or lame or deaf or, well, how would, that's the prophecy of me. I will heal those. If nobody had anything to be healed of, then he couldn't do those works. But I believe still those works did not save people in and of themselves. The Pharisees saw exactly what he was doing. They saw this very thing happen. They were still after him, wanting to kill him. So it's not that, but it shows who he is. And what he came to do, like he told them, is I came to give my life a ransom, my body, my blood, my life. And, and he tasted death for every man, made sin. He said, I came to do that. And that's the one thing I came to do. That's what I believe he means in when he said, Father, I have finished that work singular not all these works and signs those were they're great i mean they were made those people be able to see but if you think about it all the people he healed this man himself blind all that but he would have and maybe not went blind again but he certainly died and lost his sight and a lot of people you get older you do and so all these people that he healed they still became maybe the lame man that couldn't walk see he got old enough he said here i am again can't walk so he didn't do those miracles to permanently, eternally restore those people. That's what he was telling them, and that's the bottom line. It's not about those things. It's about when I live in you and replace your spirit with mine, then you are divine. You are eternal. You have everlasting life, eternal life, not just forever life. Everybody, nobody comes to an end, but eternal life is no beginning. And we all have one, but when his spirit replaces ours, then you are of that spirit. And you're still your own person, just like he was, 
but 100% in agreement with the Father. So to me, that's what he's saying here is uh, I, I must, that's why this man is born, that's why anybody, that's why there's anything in the world wrong. And then there again, the question, well, why'd you let it happen? Because if he didn't, how would he ever accomplish what he wanted to accomplish? And that's have divine children that are of him, in him, and by him. It's the only way that would really work. And, and that's what he wanted. It'd be as a, opposed to adopting a child. And they said, no, I want our own flesh and blood. Well, that's what it would have to be, and that's the only way he could do it. So he would say the reason the world creation, I knew it all before, and that's why I was, at, as it were, and literally, in a way, crucified before the foundation of the world. He gave of his heart to little gods to give them eternal life one way anyway, and uh, not, never die, but have a choice to condemn Everything he said or to, to choose right or wrong, and then it depends whether you belong to him or not, whether he makes you know him or not. But other than that, even for the believer, it's all about the love of Christ in us and how we deal with that. For the lost person that doesn't belong to him, it's all about the love of the human being that he put in them, and they're accountable to that. I do believe that. And human love is really, really strong. But the Mistake of all mistakes for a believer to think that they can operate in human love and call that good, and he'll take that. And that sounds good, and I know, and it, it really rubs a lot of people the wrong way. But he said, abide in my love, not in your love made to be like mine as much as you can. No, abide in my love. I will live in you. Then abide in my love, my peace, and my joy. And yeah, it seems like it's impossible, but I thought that kind of... But I knew better because what the scripture says, by the way, it's just not going to happen to me. But in his compassion, he woke me up. And at that moment, I was able to choose rightly. And it showed me, yeah, it can happen. Will it stay that way? Well, no. Like Paul said, it's, I'm not perfected, but I do live that way. And I think he meant probably 95% of the time. But he said to them, too, I'll be humbled among you. And. And so, yeah, but, but so the Lord then, when he had said, uh, it's, you know, it's not about that, your parents or him or sin, it, it's about me <laughs> and coming into this world, this mankind, this man here and over here when it's over, he said, I came into this world so that those which see not might see and those which think they see might be blind. And some of the Pharisees see they were right there. And he'd went to the man and found him in the temple. And they, they said, are you saying we're blind? They knew what he meant. And, and after this miracle, they threw him out. And uh, the Lord found him in the temple and said, do you believe on the Son of God? And the man, of course, he had never seen him because he was blind. And he said, who is he that I might believe on him? And he said, you've seen him and it's him talking to you, kind of like the woman at the well. He said, Lord, I believe and worshiped him. And then the Lord said, that's why I came into this world, that all are blind, none know God, all are in darkness, and those, I am the light of mankind, I am the spiritual, so that they can see. And this man physically, yeah, he, he did, and it was a sign of that he was the Messiah. But that man still died and went and is uh, buried and lost his sight again. So, but that man would say himself, I saw who he is. 
I can really see now, oh, the trees and stuff. That's, no, he say, yeah, yeah, that. But he opened my eyes to see who he is. And that is salvation, truly. When he comes into your heart, that is salvation. Not going to heaven or a place or even your sins being forgiven. It's, he said that. When I live in you, then you will live. Right now, you're dead. He said that to men that believed in him. So there is no other way to look at it. And this man here, it, it, they were, he said to the woman and, and all of them, the, the time is, it, it's coming in and might as well be right now. It's, it, the time is now. I'm going to do this and I'm going to die and offer myself and it's going to be accepted by my father. He didn't doubt that. And then, and like he told him, wait few days, 10 days, and I'll come back. Comfort will be sent back, and he's the Spirit, and I will come, and I will live in you. And, and that's what it's all about, and that's what this miracle is about. The miracle itself is has some humor in it, that's for sure, because in a way, he was sitting there born blind, been there like he'd been every day of his life, I guess, waiting for people to give him money. They'd come back and get him at the end of the day and take him home. And he's sitting there, and then he knows Jesus. He's heard all of everything going on. That's why he told the Pharisees, a man named Jesus made clay. Well, where is he? I don't know. I didn't see him, you know. And and so uh, here, though, uh, he he's, they said, who is he then in your mind? Well, he's a prophet. He said he has to be. And they said, no, he's a deceiver. He's evil. We, we know Moses. We know where he's from. This man, we don't even know where he's from. And, he, and the blind man said, well, that's pretty amazing. Uh, you don't know where he's from? And he opened my eyes. Nobody's ever heard anybody opening the eyes of a man more blind. If this man were not of God, he could do nothing. And they said, you were altogether born in sin. And you're going to teach us? And they cast him out. So at one, and at one point, he was just sitting there minding his own business. And the Lord comes by. And he doesn't know exactly, I guess, he knows who he is, but he doesn't believe he's Messiah, or he wouldn't have said to them a prophet. But between that and going to the temple like they were supposed to do to offer a, 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 a gift or for being healed, uh, like he told the lepers and others to go and do that, and, and they did, and when he, he was there doing that, but somewhere in between being cast out, I would say he was sitting there minding his own business. The Lord comes by uh, that he knew to be Jesus, a great prophet, and heals his eyes, and then he can see. And the next thing he knows, he's been thrown out the front door back in, and, and cast out on the ground, out in front. And it, it should have been, the he would think, he, he, he would have said, you know, it was the greatest day of my life. All of a sudden I could see. And the next thing I knew, I'd been thrown out the front door because I'd been healed. And I said, the man I thought healed me must be from God. See, and that's why I think he thought, wow, they do want to kill him. And they, oh, that's who he is. He really is who he, they say he is. So then all that's, uh, and he's there at the temple. And then the Lord taps him on, you know, the shoulder, I guess, or he comes up by and said, uh, oh, do you believe in the Son of God? And he said, now I do. I told the Pharisees he was a prophet, but now I believe, yes, he is. That's who he is. I know it now. And he said, uh, who is he? Do you know where he is? That I can believe in, in him and tell him I believe on him. And the Lord said, it's me. And he said, I believe. <laughs> you know, and uh, 
that's what it's all about. It really, really, really is all about him. But it's kind of funny, this miracle, like uh, he asked them, they said, well, this man's not of God. He's done this on the Sabbath day. And he said, uh, how can a, a man do such miracles if he's a sinner? And if someone broke the Sabbath day, but it's like the Lord told these very men, before you came in today to church, you got the donkey unstuck out of the ditch. But I, I heal a man on the Sabbath day, and you accuse me of working. See, they didn't care. They, they didn't. They, no, their objective was to kill him. They, they weren't ob caring about the truth. They didn't care about this man. They called him in again and said, look, uh, give God the praise. This man's a sinner. And he said, well, I don't, I'm not going to say whether he's a sinner or not. I'll tell you one thing I do know. I was blind, now I can see. And they said, well, what did he do? How did he open your eyes? And he said, I've already told you. What, do you want to hear it again? you want to believe in him? See, he was getting pushy with them. And then they reviled him, and he said, well, what? And so you're his disciple. We're not. We know Moses. And we know that God spoke to Moses. This man, we don't know what's going on. He's a deceiver probably. He knew they said that. And he said, you know, that's really amazing that you don't know he's from God, yet he's opened my eyes, the man, uh, man born blind. Nobody's ever done that. How could anybody do that and not be from God? And then they said, uh, you, you're, you, you were all together born in sin. Threw him out. Then the Lord, when they told him they'd cast him out, he went and found him. Went and found him. That's sure what he did to me. I didn't find him. He found me. And I said, I believe. Thank you for listening to the program.